NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. It does not seem possible that we're at the end of the year, but we're at the end of the year. It, this is our last show. That's wow. our last show. Aaron, <laughs> what are we going to do? I mean, how are we going to survive? Are we going to survive this? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to survive this this year. It's going to be tough. Because it's been so good this year. It has been. To take away all of the sprint car racing from us is like torture. Well, the best part is Lincoln's running in a little while. Well, that's true. <laughs> yes, we have VAPS this weekend. <laughs> Yeah. And Lincoln, the countdown is on. The so Lincoln, yeah. is pretty sure. Yeah, short, the icebreaker so. won't yeah. be too far yeah. off. There, there you go. See that? <laughs> um, it is. It is. Uh, what a great, great sprint car season. It is the off season, And we have got a tradition here at Wing Nation. We're going to continue. Uh, she's Aaron Everdam. I'm Steve Post. This is Wing Nation, presented by Drydeen and DRF Racing Oils. And I don't even know how we started on this years and years ago. Kendra was my co-host. But we invited Brian Carter, the CEO of the World Racing Group, to come over and kind of wrap up the season. He has such a good insight, not only into the world of outlaws, but overall sprint yeah, car racing. Absolutely. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to the boss man over at the World Racing Group. Get all the info. Get all the info, all the details. All the data. All the data. Yes, yes. <laughs> you. He is, a, he is a numbers guy. He comes in with a stack, and yes, I love it. Yes, he does. And she gets all. She's, she's always, and then she's the reaching over. She's it. reaching over. She's like, I think last it. year he left them for me. Yeah. Man, I need to see if you can do that again. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, that's what's happening. Brian Carter joins us. Of course, he does the World of Outlaws, the World of Outlaw Morton Building Late Models, the Super Dirt Car Series, and so much more. Mm-hmm. It was the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. The World Finals on Friday night. David Gravel and Brian Brown mixing it up after a late race restart. Here's Johnny Gibson with the call on Dirt Vision. And now for the Drydeen Death-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. Green flag waves. David Gravel, Brian Brown battling for the lead. Browning to the inside. Gravel turns it back underneath him. That death-defying move was brought to you by Drydeen Diesel All Death. The official death of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information. For decades, Drydean Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydean offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Drydean.com. Drydean, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere.
Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strengths. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation, presented by Drydeen and DRF Racing Oils. As we mentioned, joining us is the CEO of the World Racing Group, Brian Carter, for our annual visit. Hello, Brian. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm great. I'm a little bit tired, but, you know, it's, that's what happens on Tuesday after a few massive weekends of racing here in Charlotte. My gosh, yeah, two massive weekends of racing in Charlotte and uh, a massive year as well. Um, what a great season for the World of Outlaw and Austin Energy Drink Sprint. Yeah, it was a spectacular season. You know, when you coming off of last year, you didn't know, really know what yeah. what to expect, and you come right into kind of forgot this is the season we started with weather, and we went and did a redo in Florida and uh, missed California early, and we still ended up racing over 80 nights for the first time in almost five years. So it was kind of a, you know, we figured, figured out how to improvise pretty well and, and, and flex when we needed to, and it actually worked out pretty well. So it was the first, first time in five years we completed 80 shows. Mother Nature actually what. Once we got rolling, I kind of for you know we'll black out the early part of the season, and but it, we got rolling, we got rolling. It was uh, spectacular and record crowds all year long, highest ticket sale year, highest tickets sold ever for the World of Outlaws. It's pretty spectacular. Wow, Brian, coming off a year that we all had to deal with the worldwide pandemic, and you know, World of Outlaws were kind of first and foremost in getting back to the track and, and getting the racers going. But talk about it. It seems like this year we came back so much stronger, even though you went through that dip. Yeah, no, what we were after last year is introducing sprint car racing to the fans that couldn't come out. So, you know, we were in an awareness campaign. So actually during the pandemic, we doubled down on all of our advertising for the World of Outlaws brand, not tied to an event. So 2021 was a chance for a lot of first impressions, people coming to the racetrack for the first time. Mm. So the investments we made in the advertising to create the awareness in 2020, when there really wasn't any other sports going on until really middle, late part of the summer. So we actually had a, a whole platform, people paying attention. So it was great. But we knew 21 was going to be the chance to bring new fans to the racetrack. And I think we did a damn good job of entertaining them. We had them video boards of fan engagement. We had one of the most spectacular years of racing. The yeah. points race was settled out. But you think about it, we had, you know, I think the numbers ended up settling out that we had uh, five guys led over 200 laps. It was uh, six drivers, 200 laps. And the first time in over in the last 15 years, we had six drivers lead over 200 laps at racing. And so that means the field, the parity in the field, the entertainment value, all those pieces, people coming deep from the field. It's spectacular right now. Cool stuff, that's for sure. The overall sprint car stuff. This is always Aaron's first, favorite part about it. The overall sprint car <laughs> racing. You always lay some numbers on it. Yeah. She's the engineer here. Um, overall sprint car racing, 410 sprint car racing. How, how did it compare to other seasons? Yeah, you know, we keep it a track on that because the long-term growth of the sport starts at the weekly tracks and your development program. So we've been we've been investing in that for a long time. And even some of the, the pieces now we're investing down the street at Millbridge and trying to get some awareness and exposure for the for the youngsters in the class. But Data supports it now, too. And when you look back at the total number of unique 410 drivers in the country back in 17 and 18, it averaged about 750. Uh, when you look at 19 and 20, it dipped down a little bit. And then 20 was just an odd year. We're yeah. not even going to skip that data. We had 868 different drivers take a green flag in a 410 feature this year across the country, which tells me when you talk about an extra 100 new dri- drivers, that's spectacular. 
in my mind, that means that, you know, the long-term growth, the excitement about sprint car racing, not only when the World of Outlaws is there, but for 410 sprint car racing across the country is in a resurgence that is actually measurable and we can react to and, and build upon. So that's pretty exciting in my mind. When the data supports it, we feeling, we're feeling it along the way, but as the year was building, uh, we didn't know what the long-term effect of COVID was, the supply chain pieces, but a lot of people they might, may not be racing every week. There's a lot of guys giving it a whirl and racing once or twice when the schedule allows. It's pretty exciting. When you have a base of 750 and you add 100. That's a big percentage. That's a big percentage <laughs> yeah. growth. Oh, my gosh. That's phenomenal. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah, no, it is, it is really cool to see that and, and to see the parity in, the, in what's happening at the, at the upper levels, the exposure. Obviously, we have a lot of people that are paying attention to uh, sprint car racing for all the things that Casey and Tony have done along the way with Ricky's teams and then with Kyle and Chris and <laughs> yeah. all those guys. It's really, you know, it, it's cool to be a sprint car driver right now. And uh, we see a lot of the development. When you look at what's happening for next year, this is a statistic. And I'm blessed. I have, I've always had Gibson and with Greeny and Brian Walker and these guys. These are these guys. You think I'm a data guy. These guys are all over yeah, the you've statistics. you've surrounded yourself I, I, with computers. They, you know, I've got, yeah. I've got uh, these guys. But, you know, we have half of the full-time drivers for 2022 will be in their 20s and have already got their first outlaw win. Half of the full-time drivers wow. will be in their 20s. That's that means that uh, you know. Oh my God! Yeah, the future for sprint car racing is pretty damn bright. That's impressive. You know, I was thinking that the other day when I was out at the World Finals, I was like, "Wait a second! A lot of the full time drivers I ran with are no longer shots." Is about you know, and sides are probably in sides isn't even totally full time, I guess, right now. But it, it's amazing, and I know you give we are we all give Kyle Larson some credit because yeah. of how he's exposed sprint car racing and he can get in anything and win. But how neat is it to see someone like Chase Elliott who? Grew up in total stock car world, NASCAR champion, and now is going to you know give his give a shot at, at sprint car racing this month. And what it what it what it confirms for all of us that know it is that, that being able to handle a sprint car with this much horsepower in these racetracks and the changing environment, it trains drivers. And we've we've known it as you've seen the dirt car guys evolve through the NASCAR mm-hmm. ranks. But you know it, it is recognized now uh, that the sprint car, anytime you can get in a car like this it contributes to the skill set of the driver and they need a full rounded skill set, especially if they're going to beat uh, Kyle these days. So, you know, it, to see that happening, it's exciting. You know, the Alex Bowman, these guys racing down the street in the, in the smaller cars and it, it's, uh, it's exciting, but we've always known it. If you can drive one of these beasts, uh, you can drive just about anything. And that's, that's been confirmed. So uh, it's exciting to see that, that exchange of race fans, the exchange of engagement, the exchange, you know, even the teams and the, the guys who really influence uh, all of motorsports, recognizing the contribution that sprint car racing makes to each of these guys' skill set. That's important to me. The NASCAR garage, knowing the, that, that I do Wing Nation, there's not a weekend goes by. They don't, what's going on in the sprint car world? Or did you see that? You know, yeah. did you see that? Or what's going on in the sprint car world? I don't believe any of us in our wildest imaginations would ever believe the phrase, Knoxville Nationals champion, Kings Royal champion, <laughs> Cup Series champion. I don't know that we ever would have put the same guy in that category over the course of time, let alone the same year. What Kyle Larson has done is absolutely amazing on the track and then off the track as well. No, that's true. But I liked, did you see that? Did you because see that? Because they all seen it. So that's the, that's the beauty of it. Right, did yeah. you see that? Yeah. So the engagement, the social activity. But you're right. We're witnessing history here. You know, I still have... Uh, you know, the, the world's greatest sprint car fan has always been defined from, or the sprint car drivers is being defined with uh, what Steve and Sammy and those guys did as Donnie carried the torch and now Brad's, you know, as, as it, as it's, you know, 
Donnie referring to him as the older statesman in our in our banquet. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, we're witnessing history with Kyle and to see that happen. I I was blessed to see his first win at Chico uh, a long time ago in in the world of outlaw sprint cars. And he's uh, he's good for the sport. And we supported him. Uh, back when he had a little, uh, you know, when he had some ad- adversity last year, and and sure. I appreciate all he's done for raising the awareness and all that, and we're witnessing history. So, but but it's important for me now to figure out how do we create those guys, the awareness, the fans coming in, and how do we entertain them and show them, you know, the world of outlaws and sprint car racing uh, with or without Kyle. It's a spectacular show. I think the first time we did one of these, our discussion is what's this going to look like, uh, Aaron? It was probably Kendra and I when we first did this with Brian. Our discussion was, what are we going to do after Steve and Sammy retire? I know. Yeah. I mean, it was. think I about that was conversation. We probably asked yeah. you that. And, you know, I mean, you had confidence that this was going to work out. But, my gosh, it's amazing to turn the way things have gone. It really has. Sure. Well, and another key to exposure, obviously, is what you guys have done with Dirt Vision. You know, I yeah. remember the early days when it was called Dirt Vision, but it was still only audio. And to see what it's become and then to have that, certainly during the pandemic, for when you couldn't have fans in the stands. Talk about the growth of Dirt Vision and, and what are some of the, I mean, I don't need exact numbers. What are, what are some of the viewership numbers on a, a given night? Well, it's, uh, it's been an amazing uh, journey for all of us. We bought Dirt Vision as part of the Dirt Motorsports acquisition back in 2004. Mm-hmm. So it's been, we've been nurturing it along the way, really waiting for the technology. The concepts were there, but the technology and the delivery very inconsistent and our fans are very intolerant of anything other than it's working. <laughs> no. you know, so, and, really? that, and we wanted to deliver absolutely that product. That's why we've done some major investments in, in our platforms and our, in our satellite trucks and uh, the Vimeo platform that we, in, that we launched in August this year. And the reliability of it is substantially better than it ever, but the size and magnitude has too, you know, so you're the, uh, the viewership has, it's pretty much been doubling the last year over year over year. So it's, it's really nice to see that not only just you know, not not necessarily the subscriptions, but the vault piece and the, the free content. You know, the fans can watch this. They can go back right now, sign up for Dervision and, and watch the entire season for free. And that's that's what we're trying to do, because it's it's always been approached as an awareness campaign. Bring people to the racetrack because I want to be compelling on Dervision, but I want to drive the fans. The fans and the racetrack in the facility deserve the best show. And that's what we've been doing with Dart Vision, creating awareness, creating the social content, driving people to the racetrack. That's why we invested in the video boards and the, the full-time pit reporting, the full-time drone operators, Hannah, hosts, hostess, mm, yeah. all those pieces so that the fans felt something different when they came to the racetrack. And we've been building that over 21 and over 20, from 20 to 21. And, and that's where we'll continue to grow that fan experience at the racetrack so that not only do they feel like they're seeing something special, but they're part of it. And that's an important part of the experiential treatment now for our fans is where it's all going to. And Dirt Vision is just an awareness campaign to get us there. And if you can't get there, we know you can't travel. And come and join us and uh, enjoy the show. Well, the Dirt Vision, we look at the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, World of Outlaw Morton Buildings, uh, Late Models, and the Super Dirt Car Series. Those are the big three touring series. But how important is it with Attica, Williams Grove, Jacksonville, Millbridge, which that's my, been my favorite ad, um, e-racing, Australian racing, all all off-season Australian racing. You have the Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series come up. How important are all of those to the puzzle of the big three touring series? Well, it's, a, it's an important part of the puzzle, the constant engagement, the, the content pieces. But we want to show off what's happening at the, all these tracks around the country every week, even when we're not there. We can only be the big show at 93 nights out of the year, which means there's a lot of racing that's happening. So our 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 priority for that was to pick 
uh, a strong racetrack that has a great program that entertains race fans on a weekly basis and help them make it better and bigger and show them off to the rest of the world. And then to fill in the content. So uh, when you look at, we very strategically picked tracks that we knew had a great program, great racing, and then would support that premium content uh, for Dirt Vision. We could go grab 25 or 30 more tracks, but I don't want to clutter that. I want to make sure that we have the best content and we're showing off tracks that are important to us in particular regions that are supporting sprint car racing in the area and growing that extra the extra 100. I think it really can, when you talk about Williams Grove, Knoxville, uh, Attica, we add in Jacksonville. We're going to add Volusia to it next year. We're going to pick up a track in the Northeast, start showing off the big blocks. It's a, it's a progression to show off how how we do this every week and then to show those tracks off and create travelers for not only just the World of Outlaws, but for those tracks too. And right now it's working. Yeah, it certainly is. Talk about the at-track fan experience. Mm. When I walked the midway, even here at the World Finals, just to see how much it's grown since you started the event, and it was 2007, I believe. Uh, it's incredible. It, it's neat, the, the the video screen you bring, but then the hospitality tents all along the backstretch. Um, it's really turned into an all-day event, and and people enjoy that hospitality, and it's neat to see our sport provide that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, people are escaping. They want to come to mm. us and enjoy themselves and looking for joy and happiness, and you try to provide that to them. So. It starts when they drive into town and they see the things that, that look like something's happening. They feel like something bigger than, you know, larger than life, you know, that experience. And it happens with the shows that we do on stage in front, the fan engagement. They just want to, they want to feel part of something bigger. And uh, the more we can do that, the better it will be. So the, we, feel, we felt like we, we do that really well at the big events. Knoxville does an incredible job. The Kings Royal, uh, you know, uh, what's happening, going to happen at Jackson and Houston's next year. Uh, with all of the pieces, Williams Grove's got an incredible uh, electric environment, World Finals, Dark Carnet. It's just they all have their own personality, but fans want to be part of that. They want to feel like it. Uh, they want to be close to the race cars. They want to get to know the guys. They want to get to know the personalities. And the more you can do that, the more engaged they are. And, and people want more than that. The racing is great, but it's not just about the racing. It's about the racing community. And, and if you can create a place that's fun for everybody, I'm happy, really happy. I talked to Marcus Smith um, the, the, of Speedway Motorsports a couple of years ago. He was building that big screen TV on the NASCAR track. He was building that. And I said, why? What, what, what? He said, look, people have got to choose between sitting at home with their own beverages, their own bathroom, and all the stats and replays and everything like that, or come to the racetrack. We have to compete with what they're used to when they're at home. Was that part of the impetus to getting the big screen, the Dirt Vision screen, so we can see replays, so we can, the, the driver pieces? I sat in Houston, the driver pieces with, what was your first date car, or this sort of thing, and that sort of thing. That's that's part of the reason, yeah. the rationale to take the big screen to all the racetracks. Yeah, no, I know. I don't want to fall into the trap of having a more compelling product at the house. We want to have the compelling product yeah. at the Speedway. And what what we started to see is I'm watching most of the shows, and I can't travel. I'm seeing that, man, that drone shot's cool. Why aren't we showing it to the grandstands? That work area shot is cool. The mm-hmm. uh, storylines are cool. But how do we expose more of that? Because when you're sitting in the, you get to see the race cars more than any other form of motorsports. Walk through the pit area if you choose to beforehand, get to know the drivers. But you're not hearing everything that's happening as the night develops. Yeah. And if you can bring that into the grandstand, too. Mm-hmm. So the screen just facilitates that. You know, Johnny can only say so much, but, but you add in the color from Chase or from Ruben on the lay models or Hannah now. And then Hannah Rickards, and you start to see what's happening. You can paint that picture. It's just a little more uh, compelling now. You feel part more part of it than just watching the racing. And the green, the the, the big screens, uh, just a facilitator to that. And it's been a, an amazing investment. 
I'll never see the return on it other than I've got great race fans and we can keep selling tickets. And if we keep doing that, then I'm a happy man. Then you've got, yeah. 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 You mentioned the accessibility of the drivers. Uh, there's just something special about the World of Outlaws and, and mostly all dirt racing. You know, we talked, I, I tell a story this year at Knoxville, Ray and I were just walking down the street and Kyle Larson's riding his bike and he's looking for lunch. And some people obviously recognize him and he's friendly and hello and signing autographs. But it's something you don't find at other forms of motorsport. And I think that's a huge selling point to NASCAR. When you look mm-hmm. even after this championship, all these people are posting their pictures with Kyle. And where are they? They're uh, at a sprint at a car race. Track. They're at a yeah. sprint car race. Yeah, yeah. no, you know, when you look at uh, what's ha- the history of motorsports, uh, the connectivity to the drivers, what drew them in, and all cycles. You see the cycles. Uh, F1's done a great job of it with the Netflix pieces and, and drawing mm-hmm. fans to a driver, creating a personal connection. That personal connection is most of what all we want as people, and uh, we want to have that personal connection. and And we will have an open pit area. We'll have it to where the drivers can interact, the fans can interact, they can see what's happening, and then maybe they'll create that personal connection that keeps them coming to the racetrack, at least following it, uh, watching it on Twitter. And then that, that personal connection is what we're all looking for. and And I, we have been blessed with that's the way it was done. Pre my nineteen years now with it, or eighteen eighteen seasons, and. It will be that way as long as I can make that happen. And, and that personal connection with the race cars and the drivers and fans and that, that, that piece is something special. One of the uh, underlying stories we've talked about a lot on Wing Nation is the state of California. Back in the day, California was, I mean, it was the sprint car. Not the, because you had Knoxville and Pennsylvania, but it was in the same level with that. And then we ran into a period, for whatever reason, it fell off as far as 410 racing goes. We've talked a lot to Dominic Selzy. We've talked to Peter Murphy. We've talked to Bud Kading about it, Brent Kading about it. California just seems to me to be one of those regions that as you look to the present and look to the future, it seems to me to be a very rich area for sprint car racing with a solid base out there for your guys to go tangle with a couple times a year. Yeah, no, it, we, we've missed our California friends in the spring the last couple of years. I'm really looking forward to going back there. Yeah, that, that, that part's critical to it. I think what you're going to see, and I'm, I'm inside on a couple of different pieces where the, the change in ownership at Skagit is going to mm-hmm. resur- have yeah. some resurgence in the north. There, there are going to be some changes in northern California, the promoter base that's going to be re- some resurgence there yeah. that's going to be going to be good. And, and we just need to get back there and refire the fans up uh, in the spring and get back there. The, the racing heritage, but you real estate in California killed a couple of racetracks, Manzanita. And there's a lot of, there's, there's some places there that just make it uh, hard to race. And, and we, we want to fight back. Yeah. And we just haven't had a chance the last couple of years, uh, more than once a year. Actually the first, you know, we went back in the fall was just barely. So I'm looking forward to going back there in the spring and trying to re- reestablish. I think the California fans are in for a great show. Uh, but, yeah, we've got to get that back. I, I look at it. I have columns here, too. Regionally, you know, the Western version of this, it, it's pretty tough over there on the Western side. They they were fighting a lot of a lot of dynamics that we had no control over, really couldn't affect. So kind of pick our fights, that was a tough one, you know. So we hopefully get back in there and put on the gloves with our local California friends and put on some sprint car racing. I'm sure you will. When you look at all the regions throughout the United States and, and you have your statistics, how important is it for you to stay involved with what's going on in all sorts of sprint car series? Because when you come to town, you need the competition level. You need the fan base to already kind of to be there, right? Absolutely. You know, I've said it from the from the very beginning that the the hierarchy, the the, the ground level sprint car racing needs to be strong. Mm-hmm. So uh, the weekly programs, the strong regional programs, uh, you know, they, it's not, you know, we need the all-stars to be healthy. We need the IRA to be healthy. We need MOA. We need different pieces in how that takes shape. We need them to be healthy and, 
and strong. And I can bet you their numbers are just as good as ours are this year. They you know that I need them to be stout. I need the racetracks to have successful programs. You can only take their weekly programs and multiply it by X. And I don't you know, X changes or moves around. It's my job to make X as big as it can be. But if they don't have a sprint car base or sprint cars in the community, it's tough for us to go in there and just have a show. I have no intentions of ever bringing the field of cars there. I want to bring 10 or 15 of the best in the world and have them uh, spar them against the locals. And that's been the concept and will remain the concept for the world, world of outlaw. Exciting stuff for sure. And speaking of exciting, you guys just released last week the 2022 schedule. Over 80 dates, uh, 22 states, February to November. Uh, first and foremost, a million-dollar mm. point fund, $200,000 to the champion. It's nice to hit those benchmarks, but that's a pretty round number, a pretty neat number for you guys to be able to offer. Sounds sounds like uh, probably entice some sprint car drivers to go out and race pretty hard next year. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a big number. It, the, every spot got at least 33%, and a couple of them got uh, 66%. We actually pushed the point fund down. So uh, in my mind, I'm looking at, you know, what does it do? What does it take for the teams to get in? It's not, you're not going to come in and run top five sure. in the first year. Yeah. You're just not going to. Yeah. So then what does it look like when you pay 10th? So I actually, we actually bumped up 10th from 30th to 50,000. So if you finish 10th in the World of Atlas Point Fund, you're going to get $50,000. And to my mind, that's meaningful enough to maybe get one of the next step programs to come in and say, okay, at the end of the year, we're going to have something left over. At least he's going to, they're going to end us a check on in November for 50. Uh, but, uh, Really wanted to make sure that that was uh, equitable through the field. So mm-hmm. trying to encourage a, 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 that, that solid field of cars. Like I said, when you look at the youngsters coming, the teams developing, it's it's pretty exciting. And it's time to, re- to reward the guys that are, are loyal to us with the resources we're creating. Brian, as the CEO of the company, how, how difficult is it to make that decision or to know that, you know, you have the value in your company that you can give this person? I, I'm sure from your point of view, the teams that they deserve it, you want to disperse it, but it's got to be as as a business person a little bit of a tough decision to make. Yeah, my my entire uh, objective, my my purpose is to figure out how to create a sustainable model that uh, it's inevitable at some point you'll be interviewing somebody else. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, so my 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 purpose is to create a sustainable operation that is driven by entertaining race fans, having great partnerships with racetracks. And balancing that out with creating a, an environment that the racers want to come and compete and create a, a positive business environment and racing community for these businesses that want to come and travel mm-hmm. with us. And if we do that, then it will sustain way beyond whoever's sitting in this seat. Uh, and that piece is important to me. And and it's a balancing act. It is absolutely a balancing act. You know, it you have to take some from here some years and some from there. But yeah. in, the, in the end... You know, it's time we're creating resources at the racetrack that are great, sponsorship resources that are good right now. And uh, and now with Dirt Vision and the resources from the streaming, we're going to start sharing it with the people that are are are, uh, are good to us uh, and, and create a positive look on the future of Sprinkles. When I look a little deeper into the schedule next year, uh, you've added Bakersfield, Vado, returning to Atomic, Tri-Cities returning there. Um, if the calendar if the calendar didn't have 52 weeks i mean and i know that's not a realistic even hypothetical i can't imagine how many racetracks you could go because when we get the dates announced it's like oh i wish they were coming here and i wish they were coming here and and they could do it um how how challenging is that to 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 keep places to mix places up to 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 in and out how how challenging is that well i'm blessed i've got carlton and casey and sam and dean those guys are doing this for me but you know i get involved i get involved quite a bit too but it's a 
No, the balancing act of that is extraordinary because you've got a lot of racetracks that want them. A lot of racetracks that aren't quite there yet getting one. Yeah. And that, you know, we can't just go race at every place. The, it tests everything, the infrastructure, mm-hmm. the parking, the ingress, egress, the concessions. You can't just have one beer booth and expect to have a good night uh, because you're going to piss off your fans when they're waiting in line and can't get a beer, can't get food. And then you got to get in and out, your lighting good. It's it's a it's a tough balance. It's it's, yeah. it's it is, and then you then you throw in the things that happen on a normal basis. Something's going to break. Uh, but the the calendar is one of the most challenging pieces, and and the fans. You know, we want to try to do the best for the fans. You know, telling them that you're going to be here one year and not the next, and then they come maybe we'll come back. That's a hard thing, and it makes it upsets the people that you want to be the happiest, the race fans. But we put the calendar is easy to come together when you have twenty five or thirty racetracks on the waiting list. I mean, it's, it, there's a long list of people that want races. And we're blessed that way, but you, but unfortunately, you're gonna have to tell some people no, and you're gonna have to balance that out with the race fans and the schedule and the needs. You know, we were we were fortunate in being able to see. Okay, we're not going to California. Mother Nature kicked us, uh, kicked our tail early in the season. We'll start over in Florida. Let's go back and regroup and start again. And it ended up being spectacular. Yeah. But now I've got racetracks in Florida. Want us back in March? It's like I can't come back. <laughs> you know, so you know, you can't go back to East Bay and do some of the things that. We showed how cool it could be to race the outlaws during bike week. That was pretty cool too. Yeah. But a different crowd, different group. And we disappointed those people. And I feel bad about that, but we've got to get back to California and get back to business over there. So um, Carlton and Casey and Dean and Sam, those guys, the series directors do an incredible job. You know, we're promoting a lot of these shows. So Jeff and his team, it's a, it's a tough, tough deal to balance. But I, I can tell you looking at this schedule, I'm pretty excited about this. It travel's good. You've got everything in line. You got some big paying races. Kind of doing some things in the right order. Yeah, you're yeah. going to tag into one of the a new event for the late models next. Uh, what we're doing in St. Louis, NASCAR's doing, and then right, and then we're back at oh, Peebly wow. a couple times. Oh, so, cool. so it's um, it's pretty exciting uh, to to kind of see it all come together, especially a month early. Usually we don't do this till PRI. Now we've got a whole extra month and uh, to uh, planning and excitement and questions and all the other things. Yeah. Two of the elements uh, we've been involved, we were involved with both of them uh, this year, uh, the Jackson National. What Todd Quaring has done in the upper Midwest is just phenomenal. I mean, it's just it's just incredible. And the Jackson Nationals over the last few years has grown back into a special, special race. I guess I didn't realize historically it was held after the yeah, Knoxville yeah, Nationals. Yeah. And so it's back to that. But then to add Cusets back into the mix and them with a big weekend of their own, that is just what a dynamic, what a great ad that's had to have been for you guys. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I heard the guys say it yesterday in the banquet. Uh, Sprint car racing needs a few more Todd Queerings. You know, sure. uh, he's a he's a character in a handful, and I love him to death. But uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, but but what he's doing yeah. at Houston and, and Jackson is uh, spectacular, yeah. and what he's done for his teams over the course is is, is couldn't argue with him. Uh, he cares a lot about sprint car racing, has devoted a lot of time and energy and resources to it, and. But what he's doing at Jackson and Hughes, it's rebuilding those, increasing the purses, you know, really trying to establish it. And Todd and I have talked about, let's get those dates settled down and let's start building on them. And he is he is 100% in. He's all in. It's so fun to see that. But uh, you know, to see that kind of investment back into Hughes, to have control of that property that's had such a history and, and legacy, yeah. rebuilding the Jackson Nationals. I remember, uh, the, you know, my first visit to Jackson, the lights went out in the middle of the feature. Mm. It was it was it was it was uh, so different. so where where Jackson is now from where it is is, is spectacular. But. The, the exciting thing for me, you know, is that kind of investment isn't uh, isn't it, it is extraordinary what Todd's done, but there's a lot more of that happening. Mm-hmm. What Kathy's doing with some of the safety pieces at Williams Grove, 
see some exciting things happen there. I can't share yet, but it's going to happen in nice. uh, Williams Grove mm, nice. with what King, you know, Kings Royal and Eldora. That facility is spectacular. Uh, Knoxville continues to add to their program and and the entertainment value of that. So, but you, there's a lot more of that happening. Uh, I'd pat myself on the back for Volusia's kind of stepping up the program a little bit, but uh, those things are across the board, and people are excited about doing that to provide the home for all these great fans and a great place for guys to come and race all year long. And that's exciting. Skagit, all new, doing some things that there. So, be, that's and awesome. I know that, that Schrader's putting in some new grandstands at mm-hmm. Peebley because we're pushing the limit on that piece. The SLS, Scott Boyd, what he's done at Beaver Dam. And there's just a lot of that happening. And, and to see that kind of investment means that everybody else is as excited about the future as I am. Yeah. And that's pretty exciting. And Brian, you talk about the other promoters and track owners and all that they're doing. And we've talked a lot about what you guys are doing. But the teams themselves, you've got some really strong teams, some owners. And, and, and I look through the field of your platinum drivers. I mean, it's as, as competitive and as well-funded as I've ever seen it. Yeah, no, it's uh, these guys put on a hell of a show. You know, you, when you look at what happened this year, Sweet, the only joining Shots and Kinzer as, a, as the only three drivers to ever win three straight. I mean, so we're watching history again. I mean, we yeah. got to see Steve. And I got to see... Donnie, and now we're seeing Brad establish himself. But, well, those guys are fighting. Gravel's close. Uh, mm-hmm. Sheldon and, and what they're doing with not only bringing in, uh, having uh, Boston Marshall and, and bringing Lauren in, which is extraordinary for the sport, what what Noss is doing right. as a partner. Like I said, I said that at the banquet. This, she's a perfect partner. Noss is the perfect partner. They get it. They want to understand. They create the awareness. They're excited about it. They share it with everybody they know. And that's all we can ask for as a part partner in a promotion, friend, and Kindly, you know, a friend of the family as a outlaw. But, you know, now you've got Tim Clawson and you got Sunshine showing up and you got now. So, yes, it, it's, yeah. it is, there. I don't know, second through 10th. I really don't. And, and Brad's going to have his hands full. And he, he's had his hands full this year. So it's, it's exciting to see that. But the parity amongst the teams, uh, and they're all doing a little something different, which is kind of interesting. They're not all buying mm-hmm. the same parts. They're not all buying the same chassis. They're all, there's a lot of development that's happened. Uh, within the rule book, which hasn't changed in a decade, but it's uh, there's a lot of stuff happening that's going to make it really exciting for me. Mm. Big picture, how important is it though that that rule book hasn't changed greatly? I mean, I know there's safety tweaks and stuff with the with the sprint car council mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, yeah. but how important is that to the growth as you, as you guys have seen this? Uh, it's the foundation we've been building on. Candidly, I wish I could get my hands around a couple of other pieces. I can't have as much of a pot effect on sure. that model rule book because we're swimming into a couple of different programs but we may start changing our approach on that too i'm yeah. just going to have to make some changes i think are important to the long-term viability of some some of those other forms of racing but sprint cars we're talking about today that rule book hasn't changed other than for some safety pieces and and the other end and that piece has been uh it's a foundation on which we're building and uh i think it's provides a lot of stability to yeah. everything that's happening and allows the secondary markets and all the other pieces and that allows the, the growth at the at the foundation weekly regional program, and they can feel like they can come and compete. I think the simplicity of the rule book just goes; it, it it shows what sprint cars are. There's not much to them. There's not much that I mean. Obviously, there's things that people are tweaking and working on every day, but they're just such basic race cars. And I think that's what makes the product so awesome. Yeah, no, it's raw. I've told anybody I've ever tried to describe. There's nothing on the car that doesn't keep the driver safe or make it go fast. That's it. Yeah, exactly. that, those are the only two. The only if you if it's on there, it's got a purpose. It's got a yeah. purpose. It's going to make yeah. the car go faster or keep the driver safe. Period. Drive shafts between your legs. Go yeah. fast. Stop. That's it. 
and yeah. and uh, and uh, that piece is it's pretty spectacular. It's just it's a very complex machine, but a very simple machine, mm-hmm. and it's so much fun to see it and to watch it, and candidly to watch it develop inside of the box. We kept it in for a long time, mm-hmm. and that's that's been important to the growth. Important to the growth, and and, and just so important that that all of the regions are all on track. It's it's you guys as the as the sanctioning body that oversees everything. But but if Knoxville decided to go in a different direction or Williams Grove decided, I, I think that's important that collaboration if the All Stars decided to go in a yeah. different direction. I think that collaboration it's it's gotta be painful at times. I am sure yeah. that I, yeah. I've stood outside some of those meetings in Knoxville and had promoters come out and say, I can't believe what we're doing. But to keep everyone on board is where we're at, and that's the reason for the growth. Yeah, yeah. when you look at it, it really comes down to the collaboration of the of the sport as a whole. The sport, yeah. yeah. So we, when we looked at it, uh, we we want to have a positive influence. Tony wants to have a positive influence. Knoxville wants to have a positive. Everybody wants to have a positive influence, and the collaboration that's happened over the last decade is a significant contributor mm-hmm. to the success of the sport. I'm blessed to be able to have the resources to try to make it the awareness campaign. I'm leading the awareness campaign. Awareness, yeah. But the sport as a whole, when you look at the promoters, the promoter meetings, the sprint car summits, the councils, all those pieces is a very collaborative effort. And you can't get to where we are as a sport today without that collaborative effort. And that, that you know, I give a lot of credit to everyone involved. Our, our partnership with Knoxville, with I mentioned them all already. Yeah, sure. Uh, with uh, Tony and Steve and the IRA and, and uh all those pieces are part of a bigger, bigger, the bigger pie that we are all making bigger, and that's uh, that's uh, that's exciting. It's, I'm blessed to be able to just sit here and participate and watch it and get guide it a little bit, and again create the awareness because sprint cars are awesome. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> they really, they are. really <laughs> truly are. And I don't care if you can announce a schedule and keep Pennsylvania hand, fans happy with another Port Royal date. Oh my gosh, that was that was. Uh, that was pretty cool as well. Pretty cool stuff. Is there anything we missed here in our state of the uh, state of the sport? Yeah, any, other uh, fun any other fun stuff or, or, um, or, or things you want to lay on us here? No, I, I, my guys did a, a whole page for you. We covered off of most of them. First time we've competed at 80 races, sold more tickets yeah. than ever. The six drivers leading 200 laps. Three high, We had three races paying over 175, a couple of paying over 100, a million dollar point fund, sweet joining. I mean, uh, <laughs> The the margin of victory is the smallest been in years. Okay, yeah, that, that, that's yeah. The, the, this not, is my statistical guys. That, yeah. uh, we had 337 guys take a green flag at World of Outlaw shows. I told you about the 868. Yeah, uh, the big screens. I don't want to get too much into it, but uh, the the pieces that excite me, the 2022 roster is going to be half in their 20s. That's uh, we ha- that that's going to be spectacular. The historical big one coming back. Usitz and Jackson coming back. Uh, Williams Grove stepping up their first some too, having announced that. Uh, Bristol with both, mm-hmm. with no COVID restrictions. Come see us in April. We're going to have a big party. The World of Outlaws, both of them on the same uh, weekend. We want to fill the joint up. Um, mm-hmm. Everything's at worldofoutlaws.com. Come if I couldn't possibly cover it all. Come see us on the worldofoutlaws.com. Or if you want to watch the racing, sign into Dirt Vision on the vault. You can watch it all. All right. Finally, you know me, I'm a modified guy. Did you say a weekly modified I'm track working. in the Northeast on Dirt Vision? Yes, sir. We get to hear the modifieds, big blocks coming at you weekly. Oh, so. now wow. you're just showing off. Yeah, now I'm you're just not, bragging. I'm, I'm just bragging. Now no. you're just bragging. It's a sprint car show. Me, I know, but man, I, I am telling you, Dirt Vision, when, when the modifieds came back to Dirt Vision, when the mod, that, that was the, 
I'm like, I've got the, the, the Super Dirt Car Series because that's what I grew up on. I've got that schedule on my refrigerator. So I know, like, on a Tuesday night, if there's a Tuesday night, I'm like, man, I know what I'm doing tonight. Pop some popcorn and watch some modifieds. That <laughs> yeah, is great. For all you sprint car fans haven't seen a modified without the body on it, they just wear the wing yeah. down a little lower. It looks just like a big sprint car. It truly, it's, does. Uh, it truly does. And and they drive a lot. I had a chance to drive one. They drive a lot like a big old pushy sprint car. So, it's cool. uh, but yeah, they're going to join the modifieds, have joined us this year. And uh, we'll try to get it with a weekly track. We've got a couple of things in the works there so we can start to show the fan base and they can start traveling to the Northeast and see how beautiful upstate New York is in the summertime and watch some modified racing. No doubt about that. That's good. Brian, we always appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you guys Thank for you. spreading the word. Yo, the CEO of the World Racing Group, Brian Carter, joining us here on Wing Nation. Over the years, Dryden has stood for uncompromised value and proven performance. Known as the hardest working brand in heavy duty lubrication, Dryden's heritage is made in America and made to last. Dryden products work to increase the life and enhance the efficiency of your equipment in the toughest conditions. Learn more about Dryden's products at Dryden.com. From grassroots racing to NASCAR, Dryden is a proud supporter of racing everywhere. For a year-round high-quality eating experience, look no further than sage fruit, apples, pears, and cherries. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. Sage fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Always great. Always great to pick the mind, uh, to pick the brain of Brian Carter. He's a fascinating guy and just has such a passion for this thing, and uh, it's, it's really cool and a lot of exciting stuff for sure. Yeah, Certainly a lot of exciting stuff, but it's really neat to always catch up with them because we always talk to drivers, and when we're at the track, we get a chance to talk to owners and fans yeah. and whatever, but to get the chance to talk to the CEO of the World Racing Group, who is really, I mean, the World of Outlaws are the peak of sprint cars, so it's neat to get his perspective on all things, you mm-hmm. know, from the fan experience to dirt vision. I just like to pick his brain and say it's info that we can't just get every day. We don't, and we I see him throughout the year at the racetrack, but he's at the racetrack. Yeah, you and know, I never want to bother him because no, the racetrack, no, he's got nine he's million got, things going on. Yeah, exactly. On. So, um, love it. We always appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate Brian coming over and spending time with us. Uh, this weekend, BAPS Motor Speedway, the Capital Renegades, Sprint Car Showdown, and that will do it for the 410 season, weather permitting. Um, and by the time this airs, it might have already been, been shotgunned out of there. So, just check your schedule. Check with BAPS. I love this one, Aaron, though. Coming up November 23rd and 24th at Merced. And you mentioned it to Brian Carter. Mm-hmm. Sprint cars and midgets. Kyle Larson's going to run the sprint cars and midgets. I know. There's no shocker there. Chase Elliott going to make a sprint car debut. How about that? It's, I love it. I mean, there's the, the previous NASCAR champion who's never driven a sprint car, has dabbled in a midget here and there recently. Um, but Ray and I were talking about the other day, and Ray's like, well, you know, Kyle's, Kyle's beating him right now, so he's got he's to get every experience. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's hopping in a sprint car. And I thought, solid point. So that's coming up November 23rd and 24th. Mm-hmm. The last two NASCAR Cup Series champions, the reigning <laughs> and the, the one from the year before, are racing at Merced. In so if you live anywhere back. close, oh, go Oh, dear watch. God. <laughs> I may fly out there to go see it myself. I mean, come on now. Um, that is fun. Fun stuff, that's for sure. This is our last program, and we are just so absolutely blessed to be able mm-hmm. to do what we do here with Wing Nation, Aaron. I know we... You and Ashley and I, we just, we're kind of the ones, we just, we just get to be knuckleheads and go to sprint Well, I think races. we're just sprint car fans and are thrilled yeah. to have someone to yeah, talk like about it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> someone's so, actually going to listen to yeah, us. Yeah, someone's going to listen to us. So, um, but there is a whole team of people that make yeah. this possible. Our senior staff here at MRN, and, and, and it's, 
when you're in a large company like Motor Racing Network, if senior staff is with you, you've got to roll along. If they're against you, it, you're done. Yeah. You're just done. Our senior staff, Chris Schwartz, Frank Beers, and Ryan Horn, are in our camp. Yep. And that just makes things so much easier to get things done and to get out to the tracks and to do what we do. So we thank Chris and Frank and Ryan so much. Craig Moore, our producer, we've talked about Craig for years and years, and Steve Stroud does our production for our television program, but Craig keeps us on the straight and narrow, so we really keeps appreciate Keeps us moving it. along when we he want to keep right, talking. Exactly. Like and... now, like that's when we're, <laughs> times when we're like, all right, we need to wrap it up. We Come on, guys, we're running out of time. Can we go? Can exactly. we go? Can we go? Can we go? Uh, that's Craig that does that. So, and and most of the time we, get we do get off the rails. And most of the time we do appreciate that. No, we do. We appreciate Craig and Steve Stroud as well. Our partners on this, Sage Fruit, Drydeen, Hercules Tires, Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour, Aggressive Hydraulics, Circle B Diecast, Hefner Racing Products, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. We could not do it with all of our partners. Um, they help keep us going, help keep us rolling. Mm-hmm. The sprint car drivers, the teams, the tracks, and the series. Um, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, you give us what we talk about. I mean, <laughs> just thank you. And the drivers are always willing to come on. Always come and on. And the fans show up. Exactly. And the fans show up when we do our live shows at Port Royal, at Houston, at Jackson, at Knoxville. Those four tracks. Thank you. World finals, Again, yeah. In the world, and world finals, yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm, we had I'm, a good crowd yeah, Friday. Just, yeah, world finals. Thank you so much. But really, ultimately, uh, more important than that, it's spring. Mm-hmm. Um, just thank you for tuning in to Wing Nation. Thank you for tweeting your seat. Thank you for engaging with us on our social media. Uh, I go to NASCAR tracks, I go to late model tracks, I go to sprint car tracks, and people say, I watch your program every week, I watch you on Saturday morning on MAV TV. Um, that means the world to us that you would do this because, as Aaron just said, we're going to talk about sprint car racing. It's just good to have people <laughs> Whether listen someone to, listens or not. Whether someone listens or not, we do thank you for listening. We do understand it. And we're going to keep going throughout the course of this season. We've got a series of shows called the Dryden Salute to Champion, and we're going to have an all-off season on wingnation.com and on our social channel. So we've recorded a bunch of interviews. Some you may have seen on some of our programs. Others you have not seen. And we're just going to roll them out through the course of the off season. So it's going to be fun. It is going to be great. And there you have it. What a year. Oof. And all it the is. conversations we've had. What a great year. Gosh. It has been. It's I been mean, so much fun. And like we talked about with Brian, the state of our sport is, is strong. State of our sport is strong. It's positive, which is great. Yes, it is. So uh, Wing Nation this weekend, Brad Sweet is our guest. Uh, it's the uh, Aaron and Ashley talking to Brad Sweet. So you can catch that this weekend on MAV TV. Follow along with us on social. Oh, wait a minute. Before we get out of here, before we get out of here, Christmas shopping, www.wingnation.com. <laughs> Christmas shopping, get it done before Black Friday. Everyone's losing their mind on Black Friday. You're sitting back laughing, saying, I bought him a Wing Nation shirt. I got him a Wing Nation hat. He's good to go. Wingnation.com. Follow us all season, off season, on season, Twitter, Facebook, and our YouTube page. Again, we appreciate Brian Carter for spending time with us. We say it every time, and we sincerely mean it every time. More important than all of that, though, thank you for tuning in to Wing Nation, presented by Dryden and DRF Racing Oil. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. 
So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.